What's up, ladies and gentlemen? We're back at it again, week after week, second week of 2022, and we're going strong. Super strong. I mean, at least we're trying. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of obstacles thrown in our way, but you know what? You just got to keep trucking. Keep on chugging. Keep on chugging, because mm -hmm. what else can you do, right? So let's just get right into it. My name is Marco Dupa, and that guy right there is Adam Obesius Rodriguez. What's up, Brewskies? What's on tap for tonight? The big Microsoft acquisition of Activision Blizzard mm -hmm. has sent the gaming industry into a whirlwind. A tizzy. A tizzy. If you will. And honestly, we just feel like we got to parse out as much as we can from it and then just, you know, see where we go from there. I mean, it. This is this is I mean not to be hyperbolic but I mean it's 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 a industry moving uh, fucking life altering move. <laughs> it really it really is. This, whose life is being altered by I this? I mean honestly besides maybe Bobby Kotick. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Ours it could be yeah, if yeah. well we'll get into it. Okay. All right. Uh, tonight's brew is from Red Light Red Light. It's their Hollow Hollow uh, and Obi Please give the people details and all that jazz on what's what we're drinking tonight. This is the Red Light Red Light Hollow Hollow Milkshake IPA. I say those words with fear and trepidation. <laughs> um, the, the, the read goal goes as follows based on Red Light Red Light's own Instagram post. We've translated this popular Filipino dessert, meaning mixed in Tagalog, into an exciting concoction that was brewed with ube and jackfruit along with sabro hops that were used to enhance the tropical flavors. Well, there you go. It's a little different from last year's Hollow Hollow. I mm -hmm. mean, we, we did do... We did it. Yeah, we did oh, it. We and definitely yeah. did it. Oh, we did it. And it did you in. It, it did me. <laughs> uh, so this year, they uh, it was made with jackfruit, like you said. Right. So... Um, we'll see. I mean, you don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to down the whole can. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I have a spare beer on the side, and I have lactate ready. There you go. So, without further ado, let's just get this baby rolling. This is episode 338 of the One Beer In podcast. Don't hurt me. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the story of a girl mm -hmm. named Hollow Hollow and also the One Beer In podcast, the podcast where two brews crack open a brew and we see where that one brew takes us. Thanks as always for listening. Thanks as always subscribing, sharing, all that jazz. Um, please, we need it. We need the support. We appreciate the support and the fandom. And all that. So, uh, without further ado, clink it up. Mm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. 
So the hollow hollow is seeing its glorious return in conjunction with Orlando Beer Week. So when this episode goes out, that'll be the start. So uh, when this ep- when if you're listening to this episode, that means that today it has begun. <laughs> yeah, January twenty second through the 29th is Orlando Beer Week. So use that time wisely. Visit some of your favorite breweries in the area if you're local, obviously, um, because they're all going to have some really cool stuff going on. I know that there's like some cool shit with Sideward. Mm-hmm. There's some really cool stuff at the commission. Um, I'm sure, uh, you know, Orlando Brewing has some cool stuff going on. And of course, Red Light, Red Light has some really cool shit going on. Mm-hmm. Um, all week, we've got events. So. We've got the Hollow Hollow official release, mm-hmm. which will be Sunday, so the day after this website or website, the way, day after this episode goes live. Uh, we've got uh, there's going to be food there, the um, traditional like Filipino, Filipino food. So that's going to be really fun. We've got uh, Smash Brothers event. Shout out to Steve and Brad making their Smash Burgers. That's going to be next Wednesday. Great name. We, we've, yeah. Right. Yeah. We've got an event for our crude Kolsch. We're seeing the uh, return also of the side pool pills. So whole week, there's going to be a slew of shit to do. So pop by red light, red light. You guys uh, should have a good time. Stay thirsty. Tip well. That's right. All right. Let's get <clears throat> into it. Get into it. Yeah. Um, the big news in gaming, <laughs> the biggest news. Yeah, I, I just, I, I'm sorry, I read a headline from CNN that was, seems like it was written by like you know a high schooler. Sony takes a big hit in the console wars. <laughs> yeah, only only people who like are outside of gaming are still like the console, console wars. wars. Yeah. yeah, or fucking trolls on Twitter. Sure, of course, but. I mean, you got the article pulled up. Just uh, give the people a basic rundown of what has happened. <coughs> so, Microsoft um, made some big moves. They already went and bought Bethesda not long ago. I think only a few months ago. Um, and now they're making another power play for Activision, which, if you aren't familiar, is known for such indie titles as Call of Duty. Yeah, the small games. Um, Activision and Blizzard, you know, a company joined together. Um, Blizzard, obviously, you know, huge for nerds mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. who enjoy the game Overwatch yep. and plenty of others. Heroes on the Storm. Warcraft, right? Warcraft, yeah. Um, that's, gotta, that's the biggest one. Yeah, so there's obviously tons of very big implications involved with that acquisition that Microsoft just did, mm-hmm. um, making a lot of people worry about what the future is for those franchises. Yeah, um, and also excited if you're already within the Microsoft ecosystem. You have an Xbox or you're playing on PC with Game Pass. Um, people are speculating and wondering what this all is going to mean. Um, what do you think? What do you think this is going to do as far as a consumer level since we're not we don't have any, you know, stock 
involved in these companies and um, we aren't execs or even peons. <laughs> um, we are mere fans. I got a bad feeling. <laughs> I got a bad feeling about this. I don't this. know about this. Not only for the uh, what this is going to do to the companies and games involved with this acquisition mm-hmm. purely, but what it's going to mean for the future of gaming and as as far as like monopolies and when it like I mean there's yeah. already we've seen it time and time again where a company has a monopoly on something and and the quality just it just nosedives. Uh, yeah. The, the speaking, speaking of Call of Duty, you, exactly. Ooh. And then the the other franchise that comes to mind is like when EA got the rights to the NFL, and then Madden, the quality of Madden, just yeah, it just it, it's just not. It's just like they don't have to. There's no competition when Madden was going head to head with NFL 2K. Mm-hmm. Year after year, you you could you would be like, hmm, I'm I'm actually not sure. Uh, which game I'm going to get. Right. And, you know, it, it competition or, or options, I guess, breed competition, breeds higher quality. It's sure. just, it, it just happens. They have to, they have to fight for your money. And when a company like Xbox or Microsoft rather goes in and buys, I just, how, how, how could even, why would Activision even sell? That's a very good question. Um, I mean, <laughs> the bottom line is money. Um, yeah. So they obviously got an offer they couldn't refuse from Microsoft. Well, it was like what, sixty billion, seventy billion, something like that. I think I think they rounded it up to seventy. I think it was like sixty-eight or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, something crazy. Some some very crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it boiled down to money, and they couldn't turn that down. And you know, I don't think it had everything to do with obviously the issues they've had. Um, with Bobby Kotick and, you know, all of the controversy going on with really bad allegations as far as, you know, their work environment, um, specifically in Activision, Blizzard. Yeah. Um, But I don't think it helped. Yeah. You You think part of it is them just going, we don't want to deal with this anymore. Yeah. And it it could be a pretty easy way to get a new guard in. Yeah. a new guard in, not a new garden. I mean, I'm sure they can afford a new garden. With uh, they definitely can afford a new garden. Multiple billions. Um, I, the the first thing that you think now, the first thought that comes to your head that if you're a Call of Duty fan, for instance, and you play on PlayStation, the first thought is, well, now Microsoft owns that, and there's no telling what they're going to do with the franchise. Are they going to completely x out PlayStation? Mm-hmm. Are they going to make it so that? All of the exclusives go to Xbox. Mm-hmm. Are they going to do like timed exclusives? Which isn't, you know, I, I've heard some conjecture of people like saying that's a ridiculous thing to think. I tend to, I tend to agree that that's not going to be the way they do it as far as exclusivity is involved. But it's not a crazy thought because that's what's happening with Bethesda. Well, th- it, all that's the Bethesda what I'm saying. Games. I don't think I don't think it's a crazy thing to think at all. If if why why would you think? That a company like Microsoft would acquire these companies without at least the thought or theory that part of it is to wipe out their competition. I just think there's too much money on the table uh, for a franchise like Call of Duty for them to make it exclusive. 
I mean, you could say the same thing about a Bethesda game um, like Fallout. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like Call of Duty is a different thing. I mean, but but you're you're <laughs> you're literally forcing people to buy your console and you're saying like, look, I mean, they could theoretically just go, "Hey, we understand that, you know, it's going to suck, but uh fuck you." Sure. Cuz like <laughs> why why would Microsoft take into account the feelings of people who don't even own their products. Ah, but it's not the feelings, it's the money. Because <laughs> they're still making money on PlayStation owners if they're selling it to them. Yeah, well, so then that, that breeds the other side of the coin. Does Sony go, I mean, now we gotta fucking, now we have to go through our direct competitor mm-hmm. to get these games. Sure. Like, how much money are they going to lose by just going, eh, we're just not gonna... We'll we'll continue to keep the servers live for like the older games, but like we're just not, we're not gonna invest in the newer games. What's keeping them from doing that? They've got enough exclusives. They've got enough. Oh games. sure. It it it's high time they bring back Killzone or something. They can fucking you know what I mean. Well, I mean they don't have the built-in fan base of a Call of Duty, obviously. Sure, yeah. Um, but I mean they have their own. I mean their their first-party exclusives are the best in gaming. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's no question about that, but so what's to stop them? That's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of question marks surrounding this that people are like, "Don't panic, it's not that big a deal." It's like this is a huge deal. It's the biggest deal. It's a pretty big deal. <laughs> to 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 try to minimize the impact that this is going to have, it's just people just not wanting to face the truth that like in. 20 years, probably less than 20 years, there's going to be like six companies mm-hmm. in the world. That's it, yeah. That's it. Yeah. And people want to try to ignore that fact. But Amazon, it's like, Apple. A- Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, Sony. British Petroleum. Uh, Disney. British Petroleum. <laughs> um, and the Yum Company mm-hmm. that owns all the fucking fast food restaurants. Yeah, yeah. That's it. It's, that's right. That's seven. Maybe right no, there. no, no. There's definitely going to be uh, Tencent because they're just the Chinese global juggernaut uh, right, buying right, right, everything. Right. right, Tencent. Yeah, or Tencent. 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 Uh, yeah, and then that's it. And then I don't know whatever Eastern European company is is yeah got a stranglehold over there. I don't know, but the rest of them are just going to get bought out by each other. Oh, and the. Uh, the telecommunication companies, sure. which will probably get Comcast. bought out by like, uh, you know, Amazon or Disney. I I can definitely see Disney buying like AT and T and just owning telecommunication. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we have like what antitrust laws and yeah. uh, stuff like that that's yeah. supposed to <laughs> keep keep monopolies from happening. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, we've seen how that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> remember like ten years ago there was like nine different carriers you could go through yeah they were all over the place it was an embarrassment of riches it was like who do i go through and it kind of didn't even make sense because you're like what is the difference there can't be this many antennas out there this many different antennas or or, uh yeah antennas um and then they all just started merging and then like like some of them didn't even make any sense and you're just like what what now we have the appearance of options, but really yeah. it all funnels down to the same and company. And that's really what it's going to be is the appearance of options. And yeah. maybe 
maybe with this Activision thing, maybe that's the point. It's like they're going to, you know, in five years, you're not even going to think about the fact that Microsoft owns Activision. If everything stays the way that it is, then you won't even you won't even think about it. Because yeah. I don't I mean, honestly, the only time I think most consumers are concerned with who's making the game is so that they can have someone to blame. Sure. Yeah. Like obviously you know you know the names that you know when either it's a high quality game and you can trust that company. Rockstar and companies like well. that. <laughs> well but the the quality of the game, the game itself, because sure. you know it's always gonna be a good game. Mm-hmm. You know the rest of that's except for uh, you know their most recent remake of GTA, but yeah, but okay, but what I'm saying is those three games though are masterpieces. Yeah, you know that like when a new game comes out, it's going to be. Um, so yeah, you either know a company because it's fantastic, or you know it because you steer clear of it, right? Or they have this reputation, and so it's like, um in five years probably less than that if everything stays even keel and i'm still on a playstation like does it even matter no at the it, end of it the doesn't day? It, it really doesn't because uh, what concern is it of you where the money is funneled to as long as it's not like a nefarious company right that which part it, which it can very well be speaking of activision blizzard <laughs> um, yeah or tencent you know like <sighs> that part doesn't really well, it's hard to know. I mean, if you know if you know where your money's going, and it's going to a place that you don't want it to go to, now you have a moral uh, dilemma. Yeah, and you're like, huh? Do I do I want to continue uh, giving my money to a company? But what if the game looks really cool? I know that's the thing. Like, what if it's what if really all cool? your friends are playing it? Yeah, I don't know. But it, 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 it's going to China and oppression of the Uyghurs. Well, what get? I mean, what what money isn't going to some nefarious thing? I can't look at it like that. <laughs> I hear the excuses coming. Sure, they're making concentration camps, but have you played this game on mobile? <laughs> yeah, people Are you die all the me? time. What do you want me to do? Right. I can't go out there and save all these people. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I don't know, man. It's I tough. It's tough. I mean, yeah, especially when you're not forced to come face to face with you know where your money is going, which. They are very good at not having that up front and center. Yeah. Or known at all. Yeah. Um, it's tough, but I don't know. I think it is your obligation to look into some of these companies before you start putting your money towards it. You'd be surprised when you start looking up where the money's going. Yeah. Where it's going. Always follow the money. Mm-hmm. Every time some like political activist, you know, does all the research on. Like, hey, this is where your advertise. This is where your dollars are going. Every minute you spend watching this TV show or yeah. watching this channel, and then you see like the list of all these companies, and you're like, "Fuck, man!" Yeah. I patron patronage, patronage. Your your patronage, yeah. All of those companies. You patronize. Pa- I can't. You know. It's a. It's. The, I think it's the same word with a different meaning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't pay. Because patronizing means like you know you're you're talking down, uh, talking condescending. down, yes, condescending. But like in a way, it makes sense because you're giving them something. You know, like you're you're 
you're like throwing them a bone, essentially, is what you're doing when you're patronizing somebody, because you're saying, oh, yeah, it's fine, you're doing great, you know, mm-hmm. even if you don't mean it. But if you're if you're a patron and you're patronizing by giving somebody money, you're kind of doing the same thing without the negative connotation. So mm-hmm. I think that's where that word comes from. I'm not sure everyone look it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, are you do you feel good about this? As someone who subscribes to the uh, game pass, yes, I do. I feel great about Ridiculous. it. Ridiculous. Um, Ridiculous. See, that's why this isn't. <laughs> that's why this doesn't matter to you as much. I mean, if a you were stuck bit. on one console like me, uh-huh. you'd have different feelings on yeah, this. Yeah, I guess so. To you, it, it's like, well, I, I truly, I truly don't believe that they are going to make Call of Duty a an <laughs> Xbox exclusive. I do think they're going to add it to Game Pass. I think that there will be exclusives for Xbox. Yeah. Um, they're going to get DLC first, probably. Um, but beyond that, I, like, I really can't see them just saying, okay, Call of Duty is now only on Xbox. And there's always been a a better working relationship between Microsoft and, and Activision than there was between Sony and Activision. Because, like, almost always when, when Xbox would get, like, cooler shit, not like cooler shit, but they would get stuff faster than sony sometimes mm. back in the day i remember because i had an xbox and they would uh advertise it it wasn't yeah. um it, it was never exclusive but when you looked at the commercials they were xbox commercials mm-hmm. they weren't you know and it was always like those mountain dew collabs were always like mountain dew microsoft right so i think their working relationship has always been tighter mm-hmm. and i think that that's why this makes it makes a lot of sense that they do this, especially for a company like Microsoft. It makes total sense for them to do this. That's the other other thing about capitalism, I guess. When you're a company like Microsoft or any of these big billion-dollar companies yeah. that can afford to do something like this, it's like kind of why wouldn't you other than a moral obligation to not – it's like the plot of um, Inception. They need to. They need um, Killing Murphy's character to break up his father's company, because if he doesn't, he becomes an energy superpower, mm-hmm. and he basically takes over, like, clean energy right. in the world. Yeah. And Ken Watanabe's character is his only business rival. Mm-hmm. And needs him and needs him to do this now. You know, there's obviously implications there because it's like you're his rival. Right. Of course, you want him to break yeah. up his company. Yeah, he has his own um, motives. Yeah, um, but the plot remains, and it's allegorical to what's happening in the world right now, which is like all these companies buying each other up and merging and stuff, yeah. and so. Um, I don't know. It the only thing that would stop a company like Microsoft from doing something like this is just them going, "We don't need to do that. Let's just keep the competition going." Right? Am I right, guys? Yeah. It's like Vince McMahon just like not buying WCW just because he's like competition like competition. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I've got the money. I'm just gonna go. Why compete when I can just buy you out? Yeah. But you know, fuck. 
Well, you know, it's it's funny because Phil Spencer, the, the I think CEO, is it of Microsoft? Yeah, I think so. Is he is or of Xbox? I mean, um, executive vice president of gaming at Microsoft. Um, he has been very vocal about, you know, a healthy competitive space between. <clears throat> Uh, Xbox, Microsoft, or Xbox, Microsoft, Xbox, Nintendo, and PlayStation, um, and it's kind of like champion that to you know to even like giving out the congrats guys posts on successful Sony games launching yeah. and like things like that. So like at least in the outset, there is some respect for the rivalry. There is some you know. Um, I guess friendly banter between the companies, unlike there used to be. Um, yeah, that's true. So that's good to see, at least. And I think that they're now nowadays more willing to play nice than ever. Well, I think that goes back to what we were saying about that CNN article or what whoever wrote that. Was CNN, yeah. To have the bi- the headline be the console wars mm-hmm. is silly because. You know, nobody even really acknowledges the console wars anymore. And I think it's because both companies have been so successful to the point that they can now yeah. have friendly banter mm-hmm. and not worry about this war yeah. because they have different priorities and stuff like that. Yeah. So, of course, they can congratulate each other and have, you know, you know, kind of suck each other's dicks on online. Sure. Yeah. It's good PR, you know. Like. It's all, yeah, exactly. Because then, you you know, everybody jumps on. They're like, eh, it's super cool that Xbox did that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, ditto and vice versa. Right. Blah, blah, blah. And, and, and it's not like somebody on, like, on, play, air quotes, PlayStation's team, um, as far as having the console, is not going to see that and potentially go, seems kind of cool that Xbox is, you know, saying such nice things about PlayStation. Yeah. Let me check out what they got going on, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like it, I mean, you know, you, you, yeah. There's just something uh, human nature about like wanting to support somebody who seems like like a good person and like they're doing positive stuff, and you're just like, you know, I, I like that guy. Yeah. Well, it, it makes you look stronger too. Yeah. If you're confident enough to congratulate your rival, it's like, okay, well, <laughs> you're clearly not worried. So yeah. cool. Clearly not worried. Smash cut. <laughs> buys fucking <laughs> one of the biggest fucking developers in the world. It's like the mafia kiss of death. Yeah, you know exactly. Give him a hug, kiss him on the cheek, and he's he's gone and by he's done by sunset. <laughs> yeah, so of course they don't have to worry about shit like I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, and and you know I don't like it from a a perspective of being worried about monopolies like we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. I do like it from a consumer perspective because I do feel like this is going to be a good thing for the Xbox community and the gaming community at at large because even if you don't have an Xbox, you may have a PC, you can play these games on Game Pass, they Mm -hmm. may be out day one, you don't have to pay an extra fee. Um, That then makes the entire gaming community a bit stronger because there are more people, because I would guesstimate that the vast majority of the biggest games on from both Activision and Blizzard are uh, at least have an online component mm-hmm. to them. Yeah. So the bigger the online community is, the stronger the gaming community <coughs> as a whole is. Right. Because you know, especially if they keep selling to PlayStation, um, 
you know, it just makes the game's, you know, long tail even longer because people will stay in those platforms playing forever and ever and ever, especially something like Warzone, you mm-hmm. know, like yeah. If if they just continue to get more and more people playing um as long as they have a subscription to Game Pass, then you know, well, I mean, I guess Warzone's a bad example because it's free anyway. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're playing online, multiplayer, whatever. Well, yeah, keeping you within that ecosystem, you know, keeps you supporting that thing, keeps you on the game, keeps you just that's did you see that article about how Sony was like, We're gonna offset the PS five shortage by just making more PS fours. <laughs> did see that. And it was literally they just literally were like, Yeah, I mean, we just wanna keep people in the Sony ecosystem. Right. So however we can do that. And it's like, can you imagine First of all, can you imagine having the kind of money to be like, I can't get a PS5 right now, so I'll just buy another PlayStation or buy another PS4 mm-hmm. until I can find a PS5. Can you imagine having that kind of money? First of all, and then second of all, like the idea that lack of patience, really, more, right. more can, than anything else. Yeah, <laughs> to to be like, I'll just get another one, or it it's it's in, it's an insane thought to me. Yeah, that either there's there's that. There's that small percentage of people who just never owned a PlayStation 4, mm-hmm. can't find a PS5, so they'll get a PS4. Sure. I get that. But for the most part, Sony has sold the PS4s that they're going to sell. Oh, sure. I, I mean, unless they go, like, a super, super competitive route and, I don't know, sell them at uh, 200 bucks or something. Yeah. You know? And then just start letting them fly off shelves because, you know, people need something to play right now. Or their PS4 is dying while they're waiting for a PS5. Yeah, I mean, if I could get one, if I could get a brand new one for the low, I would. Yeah, because mine sounds like a fucking oh, fighter course. jet. Of course. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I didn't even have to deal with that for a really long time. People would tell me stories about how their their PlayStation, and I would see like memes and stuff online. And but I, I never had to deal with it. And then one day I turned it on, and it was just like. <laughs> And I was like, whoa, no. <laughs> this baby is on its last yeah. leg. She's breathing heavy. Yeah, yeah, mine's been like that for the past four years. <laughs> I mean, every day I turn it on, I'm like, this could be the last time yeah, I play this. Yeah. To its credit, still working. Yeah. 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 Same. I, so. It is my uh, PSVR machine yeah. at this point that I only turn on for PSVR. Do you need to get a, an entirely new headset to play on? PS5? No, there's an adapter for it, but oh. I just don't feel like having that game load on my storage devices okay. for it. So gotcha. I, I keep them keep them separate. Gotta um, keep them separated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, until PSVR 2 comes out, which yeah. I will get if I can get it. Of course, yeah, of course. Based on shortages. Yeah, that supply chain is a motherfucker. Yep. Apparently. I don't know anything about that either. <laughs> From what I hear. From what I hear. From what I've heard. <laughs> that supply chain is a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how this all shakes up. Shakes out. Shakes down. Um, shakes side. Shakes around. <laughs> um, but, I mean, from a comp- competition standpoint, a little suspect. From a gaming standpoint... I'm okay with it. Mm. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I mean, I saw people, like, responding to the news on Twitter. And every person that that was a PlayStation person complaining 
the response to them was just get an Xbox. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> and that's really the the attitude that I hope is not the prevailing feeling. Yeah. But I have a suspicion that they may not admit it, but behind closed doors, Microsoft is like, ah, they could just get a they could just get an Xbox. You know, they, not, not to say that they're necessarily going, fuck you mm-hmm. if you own a PlayStation. Right. But I, I just can't help but feel based on, you know, how these companies work, capitalism and this acquisition that like there's probably a closed behind closed doors feeling of like they could just buy an Xbox. Yeah. You know? There is a solution and it yeah. involves giving us more money. Hey, you want to play these games that bad? And, you know, you don't want to, you, you're worried that we're going to blah, blah, blah. Well, just get an Xbox yeah. and then you don't have to worry about it. Problem solved. Not to say that I wouldn't get an Xbox yeah. if I had the money. Sure. Sure. I, I mean, I from what I've seen as far as responses from Xbox in general, they've, they've heavily, heavily leaned towards the ability to play their games on PC as being this olive branch of saying, you don't have to play on Xbox. Yeah. You can just get a PC. I've seen other people say that too, not even people related to Microsoft. I've seen consumers be like, look, just get a PC. And it's like, what do you mean just get a PC? <laughs> when, when people say shit like that, yeah. that's what bothers me. When it's like, what are you talking about? Just get a PC? Are you out of your fucking mind? What, yeah, it's a, what universe are you living in? There's a, there's a, a, a steep, um, I don't even know what to call it, like an educational barrier that uh, keeps a lot of console gamers from making that leap into yeah. into uh, PC gaming dumb. Well, there's, I mean, there's that, and there's also, you know, the money. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're going to, I mean, something I faced when I was buying my PC was, like, if you're going to invest that amount of money, you've got to know what you're getting. Yeah. And the fact that it's, like, yeah, I got the, the 28X, uh, 42 spec. Right. Did you get the version one or the version two point oh? Uh, actually, I found a one point five. Shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't guy, have done that. This guy got a one point five. You got the uh, the extra uh, quadralic uh, cooling tubes? No. Oh man, this guy didn't get the it's, cooling tubes. It's not even gonna run. This thing's not even gonna run. I mean, what were you thinking? Um, have you upgraded your your quantum uh, typifiers? No. I mean, you're definitely, definitely not running Cyberpunk. <laughs> you're Sorry not to tell Cyberpunk. you. But yeah, it's it's just not knowing, <laughs> not knowing the first thing about any of that stuff. It's it, it's it's so hard to to par- piece and parcel out, especially if you're building a PC. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I tried. Like I tried to look up in the specs and like what I needed to get and what box to put it in and. You know what? What coolers I need? I'm, I'm sure I'm sounding like an absolute idiot to mm. anyone who's actually a PC gamer. Sound like an idiot to me, you know? Um, a PC builder, excuse me. <laughs> um, but you know, I was lucky enough to find a really good deal on a pre-built PC that I did a little bit of research on. I looked at the comments and saw what people were saying about it, and everyone was saying this is a fantastic deal for what you're getting. Uh, just modify this, this, and this, and you'll be good to go. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, perfect. Boom, jumping on it. And I know very few people have that opportunity. So unless you have like an older brother or really nerdy friend who can help you out with the process, 
very, very steep uh, barrier for entry. Right. So I get it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's far easier just to save your money and go, here, give me Xbox. Give me Xbox. And that's it. That's all you have to worry about. Yeah. Or and if you already have a PS5, like that's the other thing. If, I, if, if, if you were lucky enough to get your hands on a PS5 and now you're looking at this and you're going, well, fuck, I just, like, had I known, maybe I would have made a different decision. Yeah. Now I just got this thing. And I don't know. I could be thinking very nihilistically, or, 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 you know, uh, could be doom thinking, mm-hmm. fatalistic. Fatalistic. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Mm-hmm. That that I think is the the. That's probably the furthest thing. The worst thing that could happen is that Microsoft goes fuck you mm-hmm. to Sony gamers and just goes full on exclusives. That's the worst thing that they could do yeah. as far as the industry is concerned. And as far as the consumer and yada, yada, yada. Right. So <clears throat> maybe I'm looking at it in the worst way possible, but I don't think that we should count that option out completely. Yeah, no, because it could happen. It, it definitely could. And I mean, again, looking at, Bethesda, it's clear that that could happen. Yeah. Because we didn't think that a game like Fallout would never come out on a Sony platform again. But here we are. Yeah. Or their brand new game coming out, Starfield, I think it's called. Yeah. Um, like, the fact that they're, that is going to be a an Xbox exclusive is wild. So, if that can happen, it could definitely happen to Call of Duty. <clears throat> exactly. But here's to wishful thinking. <laughs> Think about a universe in which the next Call of Duty game is only Xbox and PC. Mm-hmm. It'd be crazy. And included with Game Pass. Yeah. Day and date. Just like Halo was. I know one of my friends would be so pissed because he only got a PlayStation because of Call of Because we were all still playing. On, yeah, yeah. on PlayStation. <clears throat> Oof. Yeah. It's rough. It's rough. Mm-hmm. It's hard out here. Uh huh. Well, not much else to really know yet. How they're going to handle? I mean, they Activision and Raven <clears throat> still have their hands full with Call of Duty. Yeah. Like Vanguard, because mm-hmm. let me tell you something, guys. <laughs> let me tell you something, Mean Gene. That game is borderline unplayable. Mm. It's so. I mean, the bugs have gotten better. Yeah, but like, oh, dude, over Christmas mm-hmm. when they when they had their Christmas break coupled with the walkouts, mm-hmm. the game was unplayable. Oof. It was broken to the point that we started playing GTA Online That's funny. because we were like, we there's we can't play this game. Yeah, what would it's, happen? It would crash or it would crash. It you get that weird glitch. You would get a glitch where not only would the game crash, but it would it would brick your playstation so you'd have to unplug your playstation let it run its cycle and then plug it back in then the playstation complains to you like you did something wrong exactly yeah then you could yeah yeah exactly (laughs) and it's like how how could you do this and it's like i didn't do this and then what would happen is once you tried to boot the game back up you'd have to reinstall the entire game that's like 150 games on uh, yeah 
So it'd be another. It'd be just that your night's over. Oh, you just have to pick God. a new game because your night's over. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. So that was happening. In-game bugs galore to yeah. the point that, I mean, freezes. Your gun explodes. Uh, and when you aim down the reticle, it would. Yeah. You know. Are you being facetious? Or you? Oh no no no! I've I've seen the. Okay glitch. okay yeah because yeah. yeah. Um, I had one game where when you I I I, I ADS. And then the gun like went everywhere and it took over this entire house that I was in and it looked like a horror movie. There was like cells and shit going all over the place. And I was like, is anyone else seeing this? And nobody else could see it, but it was obviously I could and it was, I couldn't see anything else. It had taken over the whole house. And so obviously I got killed because I couldn't see anybody coming in. And I'm just like, I don't want to do this anymore. It's taken everything from me. Yeah. So you get that coupled with the fact that like, you know their anti-cheat software is not nearly as robust as they made it seem. <laughs> the way it sounded, yeah. To the point that there's gamers on PC who, uh, PC and console, who went in there and they changed their names to like, I use Aimbot or I still cheat stuff like that, mm-hmm. just to fuck with Raven and, and Activision. So yeah. they got their hands full with this. Yeah. And then you couple that with like the balancing issues of the guns, where it's right. just like this the actual is, game issues, as yeah. opposed to you know. so you've already got the bugs galore, and then you couple that with the actual game not like being uh, balanced correctly, and it's just yeah. like it's a mess. It's a mess. They actually had to. Did you see the tweet where they they had to publicly apologize? No, I didn't. Yeah, Call of Duty. Uh, I think it was the Activision account. I can't remember if it was Activision account or the Call of Duty account on Twitter. But they had to publicly apologize, come out and say, we're sorry. We're aware of the issues. We're trying to get on top of it. We know that the gameplay experience is not up to snuff. Yeah. When a company has to come out like Cyberpunk sure. and publicly admit that the shit is not working. Yeah. That's it's one thing to put out patch notes and be like we're aware of an issue. Mm. It's another thing to be like try to get ahead of a controversy. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So they got problems yeah. that they need yeah. to work out. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I will say, I will say, I do say. I do say. Uh, I've been playing a lot more Battlefield recently. Yeah. Um actually just by happenstance, because I was playing the hell out of Call of Duty for a while. Mm-hmm. Um multiplayer, obviously, not Warzone. Right. Of course. I, I only barely touch Warzone. Multiplayer is my jam. Well, C- Caldera sucks. Yeah. Just, the, the new map sucks. Yeah. It yeah. just sucks. Yeah. I can't you can't see anything. It's all the same color. There's bushes everywhere. <laughs> it's it's massive. It's too yeah. big. It's yeah. just it, it's a problem. Yeah. But um, anyway. Right, I I um I transferred over to to Battlefield recently because I originally was having no fun with it. And that's when I went back to Call of Duty because, you know, it's, it's warm, it's comfortable, it's what you're used to. <laughs> um, it's warm, it's comfortable. But I decided to jump back into Call of Duty uh, with a bit more strategy involved. Or, uh, excuse me, Battlefield with a bit more strategy involved. Because the biggest issue I had with Battlefield is that I suck. <laughs> um, I, I, You know, I had a couple of glitches here and there. A lot of people complain about it crashing on them. Crashes only happened to me maybe twice. Still sucked, but, you know, never had huge issues with that. But I absolutely was dog shit. I, I couldn't I couldn't get a kill to save my life. Yeah. No pun intended. Um, but then I, I realized like it, it may be because all my guns suck. And it's a it's a vicious cycle Pardon. where if you're not 
killing, if you're not getting kills with your guns, you're not going to level them up. Right. But you're not going <coughs> to get kills without leveling up your gun. So I was like, what, you know, what are you supposed to do? And so I, I literally Googled, like an old man, I Googled <laughs> and I said, how, how do you quickly, how do? <laughs> how do quickly upgrade guns in Battlefield? And I found out you can level up using just bots yeah put them on easy and go and play to your heart's content and level up your guns like crazy in like a half hour yeah you, you can level up one gun almost completely and then go in and and actually have fun in multiplayer <sighs> nice so that's what i've been doing and it's actually a lot of fun so if you're getting burnt out on call of duty i recommend giving battlefield a try especially because they just announced they're doing more patches to it to help those affected by by their own issues. Yeah, like a fucking uh, like a like a charity, like a like a um, yeah. to help those affected by yes. <laughs> the the battlefield issue. Yeah, once I get my hands on the PS5, I'll I'll go see Juan yeah. and get my copy of Battlefield yes. and yep. I'll jump on there. Okay. As it stands, I'm still stuck on fucking Call of Duty. And you know what's funny? They know they know that you need to level up the guns, so they have their own like farming thing where they they give you a playlist of like the smallest maps, mm-hmm. and then just let you run amok until you level up their guns. They know yeah. what they're doing. Oh yeah, of course. <clears throat> they know what they're doing. Yeah. With shit. Also, uh, for a change of pace, Knockout City, still a lot of fun. Yeah. Which you can play on your PS4. Yeah. So yeah, if you ever want to get down on jump that, back into that, let me know. I got so many. I got stuff to play if I really wanted to jump out and, you know. Yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> I, I, it's the non-commit, the non-committalness of a Call of Duty game where you can just jump in, play a couple rounds, and jump out. Of course. Of course. And even if they're a frustrating couple of rounds, you're still just like, well, I scratched that itch at yeah, least. Yeah. There are, uh, dare I say, too many games. Yeah. There are just too many. Yeah. I try to focus, but there's just always more knocking at my door. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Yep. So, so right now, my main focus is for all those who care. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn, the DLC for it, because I beat the original game already, but I never played the DLC. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing that one uh, before the new game comes out, because I have that one pre-ordered already. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, Persona 5 Royal. Of course. I'm only, I've realized about midway through my year at school. Right. So I, I'm definitely putting my head down and focusing on that one. You got to, you got to, yeah. I really you want to. put your to. head in the books. Yep. You got to really focus yep. on that. My knowledge is very high. <laughs> um, working on my charisma, my oh. charm, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, Aren't we all? Yes. And um, yeah, then just playing those <laughs> multiplayer games on and off as the non-committals. So. And uh, getting in Halo every once in a while. Mm-hmm. A little bit of Doom Eternal when I'm in the mood. Nice. Nice. And, uh, yeah, that's that's me. That's me. But there are too many games. Yeah. There are far too many. Nice. Nice rotation of games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were look. We, you know, I had that list of 40 most anticipated games of 2022, and it was just like, man, there's there's so much. They keep coming. They just, yeah. yeah. So. God of War. God of War. Yeah, God of War is probably the most... Is for me. That's got to be the one, right? Yeah, I forgot all about that, but that's mm-hmm. got to be the one. I think so. Can't yeah. wait to see how that looks on PS5. 
how it plays on PS5. Yeah. That's yeah. going to be fun. Yeah. Mine, probably Sifu. We've talked about that on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's looked really good. That should be coming out pretty soon, shouldn't it? It should be. I don't know. Mm. But the, the, the details of the game, you know, they're now releasing a little bit more. The plot. Well, not really the plot, but like the gameplay and all that stuff. Yeah, February 8th. Oh, hell yeah. So next month. Very soon. Yeah, not even next month. A couple weeks from now. Yeah. So I'll probably pick that up, mm-hmm. and then, you know, we'll see see if that's what I hoped it is. Because it looks so much fun. Yeah. yeah. All right. <clears throat> I think we I think we parsed out as much as we could out of. I think so. You know? We'll see. We'll see if it... If they become a new superpower, like Ken Watanabe would say. I don't know if you can do that accent. <laughs> yeah, no. Maybe that was bad. Sorry. It's not a, it's not like a, it's a Ken Watanabe impression. Eh, never mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's say that. Questionable at best. Yeah. But. On the line. It was Ken Watanabe, not me just doing some random Asian accent. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, it, maybe they'll become a new superpower, or maybe maybe they play fair and, and you know nothing changes. Yeah, we'll see. All right, uh, I think we got it. But before we get out of here, I think we got to do one more thing, and that's the cheers of the week. Mm-hmm. So, Adam, start us off, bud. My cheers of the week is Peacemaker. Mm-hmm. Yum, 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 yum. So, uh, Peacemaker, if you haven't seen the new Suicide Squad, just, no, The Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. The suicide squad. The suicide Not squad. Suicide Squad, but, but The, the suicide, suicide Squad um, was a character in The Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. That uh, I, I liked. I thought he was good, but when they announced that... He was getting his own spinoff series. I wasn't super jazzed about it. I wasn't super excited about that mm-hmm. prospect. Yeah. Just because he felt like a, I don't know, kind of a character that you get enough of as a side character or like a foil for the main characters. Yeah. In a story. So I I wasn't really sure how he'd work as a main character, um, you know, let alone a main character in a TV show that we're, you know, getting multiple hours of time with. Um, felt kind of a shallow character to me. Fun enough, but sustainable. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, turns out I was wrong because everything I've seen so far of Peacemaker has been a delight. Yeah. Um, I mean, great stuff from uh, John Cena. Um, I mean, just uh, really, really a surprise and delight mm-hmm. because it, it's everything that. Um, James Gunn does well in one package. Yeah. So there's obviously humor, um, <coughs> lots of violence, uh, gross-out body horror stuff, mm-hmm. and um, it has it all in one one complete package that feels uh, so James Gunn and um, heart and emotion. Oh yes, 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 yes. I, I I should say that is another thing too. Yeah, lots of heart. Yeah. Um, it 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 all seems to come from a uh, a sweet place at the end of the day. Yeah. It's not just um, it it's it's ultimately feel good. I would dare say. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, just a, a really strange amalgamation of everything that James Gunn has done thus far, but done really well. And uh, I'm excited to see where it goes from here. Um, and if they can stick the landing, mm-hmm. we're, we're supposedly getting more tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Tonight, technically. Yeah. By the time you guys <clears throat> are listening, it's already out there, so go check it out. Um, but I highly recommend if you are a fan of James Gunn, if you're a fan of um, The Suicide Squad, the Suicide. you get a bit more of that that sort of um, feel. And uh, yeah, I, I, I recommend you check it out if, if any of those things are ringing the bell for you. I didn't <clears throat> I didn't think that the Suicide Squad was so much better than Suicide Squad that it deserved like all the press and love that it got. Mm. I thought it was it is a good movie, which I guess <laughs> is enough because Suicide Squad sucks so much. I got to I got to walk you back on that statement because yeah, it, it the Suicide Squad even being just good makes it like leaps and bounds better than yeah. suicide squad. I guess that's yeah, I guess that's true. Man, I guess I underestimated how bad suicide squad is. <laughs> and apparently there's an Ayers cut that's supposed to oh, be really shut good. Up. Yeah. We don't care. Everybody's got the, it's what it is now. It's the whole thing. People want to see the fucking Schumacher cut. David like, Ayers is a bad director. He's yeah. a bad director. I'm <clears throat> sorry. Yeah. He's a bad writer. Yeah. He's not very good at writing. Mm-hmm. He's good if he's in collaboration with another brilliant person. Yeah. He's done good things. He's done good things. But all in all, bad director. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just, how it's just much, facts. How much, how much better could that movie have really been? If the big bad is still the same big bad, even if there's more footage of the Joker being the Joker, like how much better could that movie really have been? Not much. Not much, unless there's another movie that's on the cutting room floor. If like, it's a different movie if, completely, yeah. Yes, if, if there's literally two hours of, of film that yeah. was just cut out of it, yeah. maybe. That makes it a completely different movie, yeah. but <laughs> um, yeah, I don't see how that's salvageable. Just, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how you make that movie and, and think you've done something at all. All right, so let me walk that back. I guess The Suicide Squad is the fact that it's even a good movie. Is, is leaps and bounds better than... Anyway, uh, I still didn't think... I wasn't like... I wasn't like... My, my socks weren't blown off by the movie to the point where I was like, do we need spin-off characters sure, getting yeah. their own TV shows and shit? Like Especially one as unlikable as yeah. Peacemaker. Yeah. Not, there, there wasn't one character... I mean, I guess... I guess I'd like to see a Rick Flag show because I'd like to see Joel Kinnaman getting any work that he can get. Yeah. And Idris Alba always of loved the guy. So like, hey, he was maybe the best thing about that movie. No, he's fantastic. So, uh, but anyway, t- to the to the point, I agree. I wasn't like Peacemaker show comes or they're they're doing the press for it. They had already okayed the show before the Suicide Suicide Squad had even come out. Yeah, they were already like, yeah, this the show's a go. I was like, man, they are confident. Yeah. And they're coming for a good reason because that show fucking slaps so yeah. far. Yeah. The first three episodes are amazing. I was, I was pleasantly surprised to be wrong. Yeah, because I was. It's a good show yeah. so far. Yeah, first three episodes are fantastic. Like you said, it's gonna be exciting to see if they stick the landing. Agreed. So. Agreed. All right, my cheers of the week is going to the late great Mac Miller, who would have been thirty years old today. 
Uh, so, you know, a lot of stuff about the guy today, people showing love and all that stuff. And it made me think about, you know, what he had done, what it seemed like he was going to do. I saw this thing at Pitchfork nailed it sometimes they sometimes they nail it you know sometimes they're <laughs> dude <laughs> that's the only reason you keep following us every once in a while yeah they exactly nail it. that's exactly yeah. it because for the most part you're just like man why am i still following this page <laughs> this is insufferable it's so sometimes it can be so mean yeah. or douchey or fucking elitist and you're just like why am i still following this page and then you know sometimes they get it right yeah and they wrote this this like byline about him where they were just like he he was a guy who he his his improvement as an artist was on public display. Mm-hmm. We got to watch a guy start off as like a you know, I I've said it before. I wasn't that I wasn't a fan of his when he first came out. Yeah. Uh I I didn't I didn't get the fanfare over him. I got why girls liked him. He's a good-looking kid and like I got that, but like as a rapper, I was like, fucking, what? What are you talking about? Yeah. But watching, like, being able to watch in real time his improvement as an artist. It, like, he was a guy who, like, really, really took it seriously. And then you see the people that respected him and the people that he collaborated with were, I mean, literally a who's who of the biggest names in music mm-hmm. who understood that this was a guy who really took it seriously. He wasn't just out there trying to be... You know, trying to like parlay because, damn it, a lot of a lot of artists, a lot of white artists, especially rappers or people in hip hop Mm -hmm. will use rap and parlay that into a bigger thing and try to use and then go, oh, now I'm going to do a TV show or now I'm going to change genres completely. And now this is my thing. Right. And and, you know, Google it. You can fucking (laughs) I could I could run off a list of them right now. Yeah. But he wasn't like that. He really um, was trying to be the best artist that he could be. And it was it obviously it was like this pure love of hip hop and trying to um, make the best music that he could make. Yeah. And you could see it, especially on the last three records where you're like, man, mm-hmm. this guy has really got something. Yeah, it wasn't like a parlor trick for him. No. Yeah. No. And, you know, it just makes it makes it even more sad because he was so sincere. Mm-hmm. And what he was trying to do and how he was trying to do it. He had his missteps and his missteps were super public too. And I guess they were more forgiving because you were like watching a guy just figure it out. Yeah. And he was around our age. So it's like we were figuring it out together. Yeah. So, um, man, it's just a really, really sad loss. Cause I thought I, I, I said it, I said it when he, when he passed, like his last record swimming and circles, the one right after he passed, but swimming especially, I was like, Phew. said it before he died. I was like, holy shit, this is gonna yeah, yeah. be. I remember you pointing it out before, like when it came out originally. That do you do you listen to you listen to Mac Miller? Have you heard <laughs> this album? And I was like, because I I was the same way. Like I I never really paid him any mind, Mm-mm. honestly. Uh, like specifically within like the you know backpack rapper days. Yeah. Like I, I didn't, I didn't listen to kids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, around the same time you were talking about his evolution beginning, that's when I started to hear things here and there. And then when you said that, I, you know, 
paid him more mind, unfortunately, at the very end. Yeah. Um, it always seems to be that way, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. So, yeah. Shout out to the boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mac Millie. Yeah. All right. Um, one more thing before we get the fuck out of here, and that is to review these brewskis. So, Obi, <sighs> please tell the people how you felt about it. The Hollow Hollow from Red Light, Red Light. Um, I likey likey the Hollow Hollow. Uh, we'll see if it likes you. me back. We'll see yeah. if it likes me back. <laughs> um, if you guys don't know what I'm referencing, it's because I have lactose intolerance, which is a heads up for you guys if you're coming out to Red Light, Red Light. If you are going to try the Hollow Hollow, I recommend highly if you're lactose intolerant like me bring at least a couple of lactates with you. Um, that being said, I think this is a vast improvement, actually, uh, mm. on their first attempt at the Hollow Hollow IPA. Um, <clears throat> I think it's a little more mellow. I think it uh, has a bit more of a... Um, it's hard to say. It's it's almost like a pastry flavor. Uh-huh. That, that works really, really nicely um, to mellow everything out and really, really smoothen the entire experience of drinking it. Um, the other one, was, I, I felt was just a tad too hoppy, which is weird for me to say, but I think this this replicates the flavors that you get with a Hollow Hollow a bit more accurately. Yeah. Um, I like it a lot. Um, I do wish there was a non-lactose version <laughs> so I could enjoy it more freely. Um but that being said, you know, I think it, it sets out for everything it's trying to do. I'm going to give it a five. Yeah. Unfortunately, I have to agree completely <laughs> and, and, and also give it a five. I'm not a I don't I'm not a big milkshake IPA guys. Um, wouldn't willingly go and get a milkshake IPA at this mm-hmm. point. But I get the I get the fucking uh, the, the, the hype. Yeah, like well, what, why people enjoy them and stuff like that. I think the lactose does the heavy lifting in that regard, especially mm-hmm. with with the hollow hollow, because um, that's really the 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 big separator. Yeah, that really uh, you know gives it that that milkshake IPA sure mouth feel and, and taste. So I you know if you didn't have that, you would just have an ube. IPA, I guess. I'll take it. I know. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> yeah, I think this this version I agree is less less hoppy than the last, from what I can recall. And I think that that works. I think it mellows it out a little bit. I don't think it's you know I I think it's more balanced as far as like its sweetness and its hoppiness mm-hmm. and its bitterness. Um, so yeah, I think it's great. Uh, if you guys dig milkshake IPAs, I think you'll really dig this. And the fans who uh, liked the Hollow Hollow before, you will not be disappointed by its return. Agreed. So, I think that is it. What do you think? I know it's it. Well, if Obi says that's it, then we got it. This has been the One Beer In Podcast for myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Uh, go check out the Hollow Hollow celebration. That's right. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer and have a beautiful evening.